0: to the mad max minute where we don't yet know if this one's not a dud in mad max 2 the road warrior one minute at a time i'm rick
1: and i'm julia
0: and today we're talking about minute 46 which begins with the gyro captain's response to max's shotgun deception and it ends with max turning over the engine of the mac truck good monday morning julia
1: happy monday
0: so we are catching up with max who has just found some i wouldn't say fresh ammunition it's not new but it's new to him max snaps the shotgun closed he has his ammunition and we hear the gyro captain exclaim empty and we get a nice shot of him and he says all this time so max inspects his shotgun he stands up and we get another shot back to the gyro captain he says that's dishonest low and i love that low that he does because it's great he just really leans into it and commits to the word bruce
1: spence is doing some really fantastic (laughs) acting
0: absolutely right
1: here like He's really playing it up. The captain feels betrayed. Mm -hmm. That speaks to how he feels about Max.
0: I'm actually glad we saved this talk for today so that we could really focus in on it. Since Max turned the tables on the gyro captain, he has been terrorizing this guy with that shotgun. And it's hard to say whether the gyro captain feels worse about being constantly threatened with pain and death. At the hands of this shotgun, or if he's more upset that he didn't realize that it was empty sooner. Like, is it, I'm angry at you because of all you put me through, or is it, I'm angry at myself because I wasn't more clever to figure out what was going on?
1: I think he's taking it as a personal affront. Yeah. That I can't believe you tricked me.
0: <laughs> me, of all people. Yeah. Given the history that we have together. Right. <laughs> I. <laughs> I- Think about the relationship between Max and the Gyro Captain and how they've spent very little time together in the grand scheme of things. Yes, they spent all day, all night, most of a day, and now another large chunk of a day. I think in the Gyro Captain's eyes, they're probably becoming fast friends. We're going to see tomorrow specifically how the Gyro Captain feels about this pairing. He definitely doesn't see it as a captor and captive relationship.
1: No, which is weird.
0: He almost seems a bit friendly at this point.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: as, if, as if it's sudden onset Stockholm syndrome.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've only known each other for what, three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And to think, Max didn't even have to get the gyro captain a library.
1: Nope. So much easier. Yep. Got to keep him in shackles the whole time, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, at least Max will be able to break that curse before the last rose petal falls.
1: I love that the captain is feels personally betrayed and has insulted about the whole gun issue. Max could not possibly care any less. He's classic Max. He doesn't react to the captain's accusations. He has moved on. He wants to now look at, and attend to the copter
0: Mm -hmm. an interesting note before we talk about the gyrocopter when max had the gyro captain chained up in the back seat and dog had his bone tied to a string tied to a trigger i think when the rabbit ran by and the gyro captain got nervous and then we got that parting shot of Max through the windshield and I don't know why I didn't notice it back when we saw that scene but that look in his eyes that we thought was some sort of smirk or smile that was him giving us a little hint That there was no ammunition in that gun. Perhaps. And that he was amused at the idea that the gyro captain would get so nervous and upset about getting his head blown off because there's no shotgun shell in there.
1: He was probably also relieved that his secret wasn't blown.
0: Oh, that's an excellent point.
1: Because if that shotgun had gone off and...
0: And it was just a bunch of clicks.
1: And it just clicked, he would have very little power... Well, the gyro captain was still shackled. So right. he still would have had power over him, but not as much.
0: Right. He wouldn't have been able to point the gun at him and make him walk. Type yeah of thing he would have had to pull out his knife and threaten to shank him
1: now isn't max at least at one point during this movie doesn't he have a weapon on his other side like his service revolver
0: i don't think his service revolver makes an appearance in this movie
1: oh okay because i mean i know he was carrying it at the end of the last movie he was carrying it because we made a big deal about him never using it
0: we made a very big deal about the fact that Instead of reaching across the road, he could have just reached across himself. Yeah, and pulled and out his service revolver. But we went over that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm okay, surprised so that doesn't show up. It's not around up. anymore. Yeah, all right. Maybe he lost it. Maybe he traded it. What might happen is that he ran out of ammunition and then just traded the gun for shotgun like, shells or dog food or any. Sort of supplies, camo netting, that type of thing. I mean, someone out there in the wasteland must be actively trading. Who knows? The next thing we hear from Max after he is accused of being dishonest and low is, let's have a look at that machine of yours.
1: The phrasing that he uses, have a look. I equate that phrase with a mechanic looking under the hood of the car. Let's have a look. See what's wrong. So that makes me wonder if Max is assuming that there is something wrong with the
0: copter that he needs to fix.
1: I don't really see a reason why. That's just what the phrasing...
0: That's what it elicits in your... Yeah, yeah. In your eyes?
1: He could just be referring to, let's see how much fuel it needs.
0: Yeah, see how much fuel it needs if it's actually in good working order. Because there had to have been a reason that the gyro captain decided that today was the day to lie in wait and bait someone in a trap instead of flying around looking for salvage. I think it was mostly fuel related, so the whole let's take a look at that machine of yours could very much be attached to let's see if there's any fuel in it. Which, lucky for them, there happens to be not only a ton of high octane gas in those cans but also however much gas was left in that buggy belonging yeah. to the dead wastelander
1: i feel a little bit foolish that last week was it last week where we were talking about the high octane i'm like why the heck does he want high octane what could he possibly want that for of course he wants it for the gyrocopter duh it's incredibly obvious now that this was his plan all along to go back to the lookout point get the captain to carry the cans back to the copter and get the copter to take him all the way back to the rig.
0: I would have to agree with you because in
1: it, it makes so much sense.
0: In Max's mind, he left to the gyro captain on top of that hill, so of course, him being chained to a tree, he would be there when Max got back.
1: Mm-hmm. But he didn't seem too surprised or dismayed when he wasn't. Right, like he realized it was a possibility that the captain could get
0: away. It was also rather quick that Max decided to follow the trail left behind by the dragging tree. Yes, And they found the gyro captain very quickly.
1: Just because he didn't reacquire the captain there at the lookout, no reason to give up. Mm -hmm. You know where he's going. So just follow him until you catch up.
0: If anything, you have a great chance of catching up because you're not dragging something, you're carrying something. Right. You don't have that on-ground resistance. And
1: even if, worst case scenario, even if the gyro captain got back back to the copter before max caught up with him and by some miracle had enough gas to take off Okay, so he's gone. Well, Max comes upon that spot and uses that as a checkpoint where he knows what direction to go in to get to the rig.
0: Exactly. Max knows where to go because of the landmarks that he hit along the way. Yes. I like that. It makes sense that he would just hit all of these things on the way back, and he just so happened to catch up to the gyro captain and find the gyrocopter still in one piece.
1: To confirm my thoughts about the high-octane fuel being for the copter, I did look up what today's gyrocopters need for octane levels in their fuel. If the engine is less than 100 horsepower, it needs 92 octane fuel, which is your standard premium unleaded that you can get at any gas station. If the engine is greater than 100 horsepower, you need 97 octane fuel, which is a little bit harder to find. I know around here, there's one gas station that advertises that they have racing fuel. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that that is a higher octane. Both 92 and 97, I think, qualify as a high octane.
0: I'd have to agree with you. Not knowing too much about it.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot. I know nothing about this, but that's what I was able to get online.
0: I, speaking of grabbing things online, last time we talked about this gyrocopter, it was back in minute. Ten when we first came to this clearing, and I pulled a lot of information from MadMaxMovies.com. Well, this time, I went over to the Mad Max Wikia, the community-run wikipedia site for mad max specifically and on their gyrocopter page it says the type used in mad max 2 is of the benson open frame design it's powered by a modified volkswagen flat four-cylinder engine with a direct driven propeller it has a single seat with no surrounding cockpit giving the pilot an unparalleled view in all directions compared to most aircraft where anything directly beneath them is completely invisible. As far as the horsepower put out by a flat four-cylinder engine, I'm not quite sure. I think with engines, you have to get pretty big before it gets up into the hundreds of horsepower range. Listeners, if you know engines, (laughs) (laughs) give us a little insight about engine size and horsepower and what this gyrocopter might be pushing as far as power and what kind of fuel it would like. That'd be very appreciated. Go over to our listeners page, Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone. Let us know. As I'm pretty sure I mentioned back in minute 10, the gyrocopter is not a helicopter. The wiki page points out the main rotors are not powered by the engine, which blew my mind. Because why like how would it even work if they weren't (laughs) how like how can it not split off somehow and what even is happening with this? So the Wikipedia entry continues. The engine turns a propeller on the rear which pushes the aircraft forward and the main top rotors freewheel or auto rotate in the airstream. Consequently it cannot hover like a helicopter, and must keep forward movement through the air to remain aloft, like an airplane. It's that reason we see the gyro captain winding up the rotors by hand prior to flight in at least one scene in this movie. Or I can't remember exactly when, but it happens.
1: I don't think it's in this week's scenes with the the copter. Mm -hmm. I think it's further down the road.
0: Right. With gyrocopters of this nature, and you will see this if you go online to look at gyrocopter videos, a lot of times the pilots will start spinning the top rotors by hand. They will just reach up behind them, grab one of those rotors, and just push and get it started spinning. Get a head start. The reason that these gyrocopters are able to stay aloft, even though their top rotors are not powered, like a helicopter, has something to do with the phenomenon of auto-rotation and how airflow works. There is a really good video from the YouTube channel Smarter Every Day where they explain that you've got fans and you've got pinwheels. Fans use electric power to push air and pinwheels are pushed by the air. So the top rotor on an autogyro is pretty much like a pinwheel, but the way the blades are shaped, they're also able to act like a fan to <laughs> catch air to keep them moving and push air out of the way to... Per- to act like a wing. It's an insane phenomenon. It really is. <laughs> and I will definitely post a link to this YouTube video from Smarter Every Day, because in that video, they talk about how if a helicopter should suddenly lose power, will it drop out of the sky? The answer is no, because the helicopter pilots have the ability to... To adjust the pitch of the rotors. And what that does is it kind of balances the pinwheel nature of the rotors to the electric fan nature of the rotors. And it will basically allow a helicopter without any sort of engine assistance to glide to the ground. Oh. And that's oh, how that's the autogyros work. Okay. The top rotor is angled in such a way that the airflow is going up underneath the rotor and it keeps it spinning and it produces enough downforce that it allows the Autogyro gyro to fly around, and it's insane to watch when you think about that.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: kind of blew my mind, actually. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time trying to really understand what was going on, and it took a dumb metaphor like pinwheels and electric fans for me to even start to understand it. And even I don't even think I understand it now. I feel like I had a better grasp on how to refine fuel than <laughs> how this autogyro actually works. So getting back to the minute specifically, we have a little bit of dialogue before we leave the dried riverbed
1: i love that the captain is not ready to give up the subject of the gun
0: exactly the gyro captain says how do i know that one's not a dud and max pulls the gun out points it right at the captain's face and says find out and gyro captain says cool cool cool
1: (laughs) i love this interaction this whole scene with the two of them is just fantastic (laughs) i noticed something Mm -hmm. after the captain is like cool 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 They both start walking towards the copter. Max is attempting to put his shotgun in the holster. And he kind of... he I think he misses it. Yeah? Yes.
0: I didn't notice that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Or he may not miss it. He may just be taking his time about it. But then immediately... The captain says something like, you need to understand the principles of aerodynamics. Like, Mm -hmm. he's starting to teach Max about gyrocopters. Oh, yeah. As soon as he says that, Max's right arm, like, goes limp, (laughs) like, in exasperation. (laughs) Like, you know the movement. Yeah. It goes limp down to his side, holding his shotgun, so it's still in his hand. And he points it up at the captain, saying, no. He says, shut
0: up, shut up.
1: We're not going to do this.
0: He's just had to listen to him reminisce about lingerie. Ugh, yeah. He doesn't want to listen to him wax educational about aerodynamics.
1: I loved this bit of arm acting from Mel. <laughs> it really conveyed his exasperation with the captain.
0: We have a wipe transition to a lovely blue sky.
1: Yes, it's got this really pretty hint of pink off to one side, Mm -hmm. and it's just so pretty.
0: Yeah. This particular shot of blue sky is about, say, 17 seconds long. 13 of those seconds are when the gyrocopter is actually on screen. Kind of swoops down over the camera, flies off into the clouds, and then we get a fade to black, and that's the whole shot. I have couple of issues with this shot, specifically. Yeah? I understand that they just need to get from point A to point B, and that this is an exciting way to do it, and it allows everything to move, and it works, and it's not a huge part of the movie. It is 13 galdern seconds. However, that gyrocopter only has one seat. It is a small engine gyrocopter, so it's just the pilot they hired and then a dummy to sit in for Max. There are no gas cans on that gyrocopter there's no dog on that gyrocopter and if there were if i'm supposed to believe that max is holding dog in his lap and somehow also holding a couple of gas cans in his lap it's just how would a gyrocopter of that size be able to hold the approximate 200 pounds or 90.7 kilograms of extra weight and still fly around like that when it can't do it in real life and i'm like wait physics cannot explain that and it's no. only 13 seconds and it, it it caught me like a like a trap yeah <laughs> like i'm sitting here enjoying the scene and then i see it and i'm like
1: no <laughs> <laughs> wow, so that really like pulled you out of the moment. It pulled me out completely. Wow, it did not bother me at all. I did notice that you can't see dog. I didn't think about the gas cans, but you're right. We can't see those either. Those have to go along. I did appreciate like the silhouette of what we can assume is Max. Yeah. He looks buttoned up.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> he's a dummy.
1: Right. Because <laughs> he's not
0: a real person in this scene.
1: So he looks like he's got his you know his coat all closed up around his neck. Mm-hmm. Because they're going at speed up in the air. It's going to be chilly.
0: Max also doesn't have any goggles to cover his eyes.
1: Yes. I don't know what to say.
0: I feel bad that I noticed it. Because I think... I've been able to enjoy this movie for so long without any tiny details pulling me out of it left and right. And if I just decide that I'm not going to think hard about it in the future, then I will be fine. I think this might be a thing where I'll have to, like, neuralize myself.
1: I think this one is movie magic, and there's not really much for us to analyze Mm -hmm. because you're right there's really no way around it okay i do have one thing i am gonna analyze it in one way okay so max and the captain arrived to the scene with four gas cans yep okay we're assuming that there were two of each kind of fuel spread out for balance so they probably put all of the high octane into the copter that gets rid of two fuel cans we know that max left with five gallons of diesel Yep. If they moved the five gallons all to one can, instead of splitting it up between two cans, now they only have to carry one can. Okay. With them. Which, there's gotta be some sort of cargo area on that copter. I'm assuming, like, strapping it to the underneath of the seat.
0: Strapping it to the underside of the seat actually makes a lot of sense, because there is exposed frame that you can lash things to.
1: Yeah. The gyrocopter has to go around with supplies. Mm-hmm. It's not the sort of vehicle that you can wear a backpack.
0: No, not really.
1: Because that's where everything is. It's right behind your back. So he must have some sort of pack that he probably straps to the underside, straps to the frame. Max probably made him leave all that behind because Max is kind of a jerk. Yeah. That way. Strap the gas can up under there. The dog. We've seen a very companionable, special relationship between Max and the dog before. I think... Max holding dog while flying through the air, very open and exposed, is stretching that relationship.
0: Oh, what if Max somehow put dog inside of his coat? If his coat had some sort of side relief zipper that would expand its size and he like stuffed dog Inside. Into his coat and then closed the closed the coat around dog and held him that way.
1: I suppose it's possible. Not knowing dogs very well and certainly not blue healers, could an Australian blue healer handle something like that? That's
0: hard to say.
1: It is. Because so... it's very
0: loud and very windy. And...
1: Yeah. And also based on the the individual temperament of the dog.
0: I mean, dog seems pretty lax at times. I feel yes. like he can be very aggressive when Max wants him to be. Yeah. But for the most part, he's a very relaxed animal.
1: And he has a great connection with Max. So. So could Max keep him feeling safe and calm for the duration of the flight?
0: I, I'm glad we talked through this because I feel like I can watch this scene without... <laughs> Getting nitpicky, because I I don't like it when that happens.
1: What I don't think is reconcilable is... How much weight the copter is now carrying? Yeah, compared to its engine size, and also seats available.
0: Right, it- and also
1: the position of Max—he's off to one side. It, the weight's not balanced. Right. When I was looking at how gyrocopters work, it didn't seem like it could handle that much lopsidedness. Right. Two-seaters are—it's not like a motorcycle and a sidecar where it's off center. It's centered
0: i think we're just gonna have to chalk this one up to movie magic you know i
1: think so it's
0: like falcor from the never-ending story falcor doesn't have wings falcor there's no way falcor would be able to fly he's a big old dog with bad skin i mean he just, <laughs> call it a luck dragon all you want he's a big old dog with bad skin there ain't no way he's flying on his own but land of make believe movie magic fantasia okay sure i'll allow it
1: okay okay <laughs>
0: Take that, writers and directors of Never Ending (laughs) Story. I'll allow it. (laughs) After this shot that causes me so much ire, we get a fade to black and we sit on that black screen for a little while before we hear what sounds to me like some sort of pneumatic drill system as we come back we see the gyrocopter is parked off to the left we see the mac in the background on the right and max is in the cab turning the engine trying to get it to start and the gyro captain is off to the side just kind of doing a summoning dance trying to will the truck to life
1: He is cheerleading all the way in his shackles and everything. It's so him. It reminds (laughs) me of when we very first met him and he was dancing in the sand. And there are lots of theories about why he was dancing, trying to shake the sand out of his shoes, trying to loosen up after laying in one place for who knows how long uh so yeah it it reminded me of that scene and i mean we found him delightful then and he's delightful now
0: yeah we're going to be able to know for sure the fate of this truck tomorrow because at the end of this minute it's you just hear that engine trying to do something yeah and max is sitting there turning that key or
1: i have two things before we go Okay. Two quick things. I noticed the the previous driver's dead body. Gross. Yes, it had been moved. Doubly gross. And I assume that Max made the captain move it because eh, you have you have a captive. Make him do the hard work. Yeah, yeah.
0: Plus, who wants to touch that thing again?
1: I know. Second thing, I had a question for you. Okay. A few moments ago, you called the rig the Max. Is it actually a Mac or was that an Americanism?
0: Nope, it's a Mac truck. Okay. It's a Mac brand. Does it say Mac
1: on the front like Mac trucks do?
0: I think it does, but behind the cow catcher. I'm not oh, seeing okay. some really good pictures at this point. Mad Max movies list it as a Mac R600 cool power. Yeah, we're going to pick back up with the Mac tomorrow. Going to be like that uh, scene in the Cars movie where Owen Wilson is like, Mac, 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 Mac. And... Except this time it actually is a Mac and it's not a Peterbilt. But that's another movie for a different team to cover at a different time. The Mad Max Minute podcast is a fan project by Rick and Julia Ingham.
1: The Mad Max franchise was created by George Miller and Byron Kennedy and presented by Warner Brothers Pictures in association with Village Roadshow Pictures.
0: Mad Max Minute is produced and edited by Rick Ingham. Our opening music is by Daniel Batista of DanielBautista.com
1: You can follow Mad Max Minute on Twitter at Mad Max Minute on Facebook at Mad Max Minute Beyond Microphone and at MadMaxMinute.com.
0: And finally, if you would like to contribute to the podcast, visit madmaxminute.com, click on the support link at the top of the page, and check out our Patreon to help us keep the tanks full.
1: Thank you for joining us for Minute 46 of The Road Warrior. See you tomorrow.